0: welcome to the knit british podcast knit british loves to support wool that's been grown spun or dyed in the uk and on this journey through all the connections of britishness in wool and knitting i am your host louise scully this is a special little episode where i give you all the facts you need to know about the breed swatch along and as always grab your whip grab a drink and let's get going Knit British is delighted to be sponsored by Brit Yarn. For all your British wool needs, from Blacker to Jameson and Smith to Chilla Valley Alpaca and from hand dyers such as Eden Cottage Yarns, The Knitting Goddess and an exclusive range from Yarns from the Plain, head to brityarn.co.uk or click on the logo in the show notes. Welcome! I thought that it would be really good to have a small episode about the Breed swatch along. There's been such a lot of interest since I first posted about this a few weeks ago. And I thought that for those of you who maybe don't read the blog or take part in the Knit British Ravelry group, I would do an uh, introduction to it here. Something that I've wanted to do for a long time is a way in which we as a community can discover more British breeds and local breeds together and have a look at those unique characteristics of those breeds. Now, this year at Knit British, I have had a focus on getting us to try and think beyond the ball of wool and beyond that squish in a local yarn shop and think about what wool can do and specifically what the unique characteristics and traits in single breed wool can do uh, and what kind of knitted fabric it creates and it's very hard to know that when you're in a yarn shop and you squish a ball of wool. That's where the idea for the breed swatch long came from. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be test driving yarns from Uh, The ball or fiber if you choose to spin we're going to knit or crochet a square in any weight of yarn and any Stitch design and we're going to test drive that at each stage of the process from crafting to washing to wearing And we're going to repeat that washing and wearing as well So there are going to be two distinct Uh, parts to this cowl. One is knit British and one is knit local because I know that British breed wool isn't readily available to many of you in your local areas. And local, I'm using that term very loosely indeed because local can mean a very small area or it can mean your state or your region or your country. So knit in local, I'm not going to be too too pedantic about that, that means the breed that is mostly mostly available to you wherever you are. Um, And I'll go into that in a little bit more detail in a moment. These are the rules. So the, the rules are that Um, the wool must be British breed wool from the British Isles or any wool that is local to you your wool must be single breed no blended wools or man-made fibres the wool must be undyed because the natural colour is just one of the characteristics that we will be exploring Uh, wool must not be superwash because superwash is a treatment and therefore it's not a natural characteristic you can crochet or knit in any weight of yarn and you can use any stitch pattern that you want. Choose one perhaps you think might show off the yarn qualities best. Your swatch should be no smaller than 8 inches and the cast on date is the 5th of October so Monday that's not not too far away and there are lots of sheep breeds out there so there is no definite cast off date. You can knit as many swatches as you like in this cowl. But it might be a good idea to give each swatch a test of the focus it deserves and test drive one at a time rather than multi-swatching. Um, but the unofficial rule is be adventurous. You know, try finding a breed that you have never used before or you've actually steered clear of for one reason or another. Maybe that reason was that you squished the ball of yarn and it didn't feel soft. Because this cal is going to take us beyond that. So there is a slight difference between knit British and knit local. And the difference only really comes in where you post your finished object at the end of the cal or at the end of your swatch. And I'll try to be as clear about this as possible. Uh, wherever you live in the world... If you are using British breed wool from the UK, if you can get it and it's come from the UK, then you would post your review and your swatch image in the knit British finished object thread. If you live outside the United Kingdom and the sheep breeds are local to your region or your state or your country, again, I'm not going to be too fastidious about that, you will post in the knit local thread finished object thread and if you live outside the uk and you have access to breed wool which is considered a british breed but has been bred outside the united kingdom then you would post in the knit local finished object thread and one of the main reasons is that first of all we want to celebrate wool that is local to the uk and wool that's local to wherever you are we're celebrating our local breeds, our native breeds, and also our small producers and the you know the wool industries uh, where we come from. However, I do think that there is a difference between British breed wool from the UK and the same breeds found elsewhere in the world. And on the face of it, you might not think that, you might not agree with me, but I think that a Shetland sheep from a hill farm in Shetland may be very different to a Shetland breed sheep that's never been in the British Isles and has been um, reared in a warmer country and lower ground or whatever. I think that that while I am making a delineation there, that it's another important emphasis on our knit local and what's local to us. And we want to celebrate those different characteristics and how interesting will it be to see the reviews of shitland wool from the uk and shitland wool from outside the uk and compare those and maybe we'll see that i'm wrong and i'll have to eat my woolly hat but that's one reason and the other reason is that i want to create virtual blankets um, from your images and we'll create a knit british blanket and a knit local or really knit global blanket um, of all the breeds that are local to you wherever you are in the world how you choose your wool um, is is up to you, depending on on where you come from. If you 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 might need to do your research. If you're in if you're in the British Isles, then there are over sixty breeds which are native to the UK, and um, you you could have your choice. If you're looking to find out what's local to you outside of the UK, um, then there's You are going to become even more of an explorer as you find out about your local producers and your local yarn production. Where British breeds are concerned, I thought it would be helpful to have some sort of categorisation. Now, there's a number of ways that I could do this, uh, but I've decided that I will go with the wool categories of the British Wool Marketing Board. And these are fine wool, medium wool, cross wool, luster wool, hill wool, mountain wool, and naturally coloured. And anything that I would use here would be open to interpretation. And in fact, some of the, the breeds that are in Britain aren't classified yet by the British Wool Marking Board, such as Gotland, such as Galway, such as Exmoor. Blueface, so um, I will be keeping a, a list of waifs and strays as well. But basically, if you bought it in the UK and it's bred in the UK, that is a knit British swatch. If you go to the show notes, you'll find links to the wool categories, and I also have Pinterest boards which are chock full of suggestions and inspirations of different British breed, single breed. Uh, fibres and yarns that are out there and I can't guarantee stock levels of course but um, it'll give you a good idea of what's out there some of the if you choose a breed you might find that you can only get that breed's fiber you can only get wool uh, in in fiber form that you can't buy a yarn form so there's going to be a bit of detection work going on um, but that's all part of this cal and all part of the discovery of of the wool that's native to these isles, and again, if you I, you know you can buy your wool or fibre from wherever you can get it, you know perhaps there are no small producers where you are and you can only go to some of the larger mills or larger companies. That's fine too. This is all encompassing. As I say, I've got Pinterest boards uh, for you to have a have a look. Um, for British wool, maybe you have a sheep farmer local to you. Perhaps you can go and ask them for a little bit of fleece. Again, discovery. It's all about d- discovering what's out there and what's what's on your doorstep. Of course, there are fantastic um, companies in the UK where you can buy British wool and single breed British wool. Blacker, Brit Yarn and also Garthnor and Black Bat Rare Breeds. Um, I'll put links to all these in the show notes so that you can go and check them out. Isla at Brit Yarn has a fantastic selection of Blacker single, single breed yarns. She's got North Ronaldsay in an iron weight. There's She has West York Spinners Jacobs, Blueface Leicester. Um, they're available in a selection of different uh, natural colours. She also has Blacker's Pure Welsh Mountain, Pure Lan Wenog, Castle Milk Murrit. Um, Falkland Islands, because that's allowed, we're allowing that, Isla also has Black Welsh Mountain and Norfolk Horn and also in weights that you, you know, you can knit in any weight, you don't have to knit in four ply or lace weight, there's chunky wool, there's iron wool, there's double knit, so have a look and see what's out there, you will be, you know, if you've not looked for British breed wool before, you might be surprised at how easy some of it is to get. If you want to sign up Having listened to that, um, you can go over to the Knit British group on Ravelry and there is a thread which is called the Breed Swatch Along Chat. Just go in there, tell us what you will be choosing if you're going to be knitting or crocheting. Also tell us if you're going to be spinning your own yarn or if you're going to be using hand spun. Also in that group, there are pinned at the top of the thread an example of how I have test-driven a swatch of Romney. There's a PDF of the British wool categories and a list of those not yet categorised. And there are test-drive guidelines, which I'll come to in a moment. So yeah, do chat. There's a lot of enthusiasm in there. There are people who have never really approached their local uh, breed yarns before and there are people who only knit in British wool and they're excited about testing out these these swatches too so it's a good cowl because it's not a cowl that has a deadline there is no big item to knit, we're all knitting um, our own preferred weights of yarn and stitch patterns really the thing that's going to take the most time in the grand scheme of things is the test driving itself we've got knitters in the group who are, are Hardened uh, knit British British breed fans, and are really excited about the prospect of what they might learn from this process. So now you might be asking, well, that's fine. So I know I know the yarn I'm going to use. I know the stitch pattern. How do I test drive my yarn? Well, there is a PDF available, in it's uh, also pinned. In the, at the top of the breed swatch along chat. It's also you'll also find in the breed swatch along facts at knitbritish.net. Um, there's a few places where you can find it, and these are basically your guidelines for our field notes um, as you explore your yarn. So, first of all, we want to know the breed, then the wool category, if you know it, is it fine wool, is it medium wool, is it cross wool, etc. Um, tell us about the form. Is it in fleece form? Is it fibre? Is it yarn? If it's in yarn, what weight is it? Uh, if you if it's spun yarn, do you know is it woolen or worsted? Because that will be interesting too to compare woolen and worsted spun breeds. There are questions to ask yourself before you even start knitting with the yarn. What does the wool or fibre feel like? What does it feel like when you squish it in your hands? That is the that is usually where It ends, for many of us in yarn shops, with that squish, with those initial thoughts. Then I ask you to take a picture of that fibre or yarn for your records and cast on and and tell us which needles you're using or hook size and the amount you're casting on. Ideally, we're looking for squares of no less than 8 inches. I think that gives you a really good indication of knitted fabric also how it knits up, how the stitch pattern looks and also when we come to photographing our final swatches it would be really nice to get a really full close-up picture so that I can create that virtual blanket of images. Uh, Once you've cast on and you start knitting with it then ask yourself... What does this yarn feel like to knit with? Just keywords and details. And I have said in, in blog posts, if you're a stationary junkie like me, this would be a fantastic opportunity to buy yourself a new little notebook to keep it with you when you're knitting because you are going to want to note down these things as you knit. If you aren't a stationary junkie or you you aren't allowed to buy any more stationary like me, um, then any old note-taking device is, is perfect. Once you've finished knitting your swatch, Give some observances of the unwashed swatch and note the size, the appearance and the feel of the fabric. And once you've finished knitting your swatch, take another picture. The next part is the wash, block and wear test one. Where you wash it and uh, note any observations. What did you wash it in? How long did it take for any grease to come out of it? Um, How did you block it? To which dimensions do you block it? What is the feel of the washed blocked square? And then once you have unpinned it and it's blocked, I ask you to wear that swatch inside your clothing for a day. Now, don't laugh. This is a really, really good indicator of a number of things. First of all, how does it feel against your skin? Because most people as I've said before, with that initial hand squish grab of the ball of yarn the shop will say, that's too itchy to wear next to my skin. But now you've washed it and it's blocked, it gives you it might give you more of an indication of actually how this feels against the skin. So I would suggest wearing it maybe inside a woolen jumper up your sleeve. Um, I usually wear mine quite, <laughs> this sounds so strange <laughs> to be telling you this, I usually wear my swatches um, quite high um, up Um, against my inner arm uh, because there's a lot of movement there and movement is another key because this might tell us if the yarn will pill Um, and I suggest wearing it inside something that's woolen or a thicker fabric because the movement of the swatch inside your clothing will give an indication of, of wear and tear so after you've worn it inside your clothing for a day how did it feel against your skin did it pill has the fabric changed has it shrunk? Does it, how does it differ from when, when it was unwashed? Then take a picture. Then I ask you to repeat that wash, block and wear and repeat those observances. Again, on the second time of wearing that swatch inside your clothes, how does it feel compared to last time? Is it any softer? Are there any more signs of wear? And has the swatch changed from the last parts of the test? Then take a picture. Then you can, there's an option that you could test drive a third time and maybe washing it twice is probably, probably enough for, for a lot of people. But I know that there are the more intrepid of you out there who will want to vigorously test this for a pill. And so, you know, rub the swatch against itself vigorously or something else, woolen, that you don't mind possibly felting. Um, and, you know, or a brush, use a lily brush or something on it to give it, give it more of a vigorous test in a shorter period of time. Does it pill? Does it felt? Does it change? It's time for your final overall assessment, after you take a picture of it, of course. You describe the swatch and the fabric as it is now and include the size of the swatch after all of those tests. Give us your thoughts on the life and longevity and the uses of the wool. How do those differ from your initial thoughts? What what did you think this wool would be good for? Has the, the fabric evolved and changed and changed your opinion of that? Would you consider using this breed wool again? And what have you learned or observed from this test drive? And take a picture of it. And then, and you, and this is just a guideline. You can go much further than this. Um, as Blythe Spirit suggested in the Knit British Ravely group, you could felt it. And you could then comment on, after this, you could then felt it and comment on, on that, you could come back to your swatch a month later and wash it and block it and wear it and try that again. There's nothing to say that this, your swatches can't be working for a long time and that this cal can't be an ongoing journey into what wool can do. For each swatch that you knit, you will create a Ravelry project. You'll upload all of your images and there should probably be at least five from the ball of wool to the end product. Then you will put your test drive notes into your project note. And if you choose to blog about your, your test drive, that's fine. But then put a link to your blog in your project notes so that it's in the place that it should be. Also tag your your project with breed Swatch Along" and share it with the Knit British group. Then what you're going to do is you're going to go to the relevant finished object thread, as I've mentioned before, and with a good close-up of your swatch, a preferably flat image, and link to your project notes so that we can all read your test drive, and write a short keyword summary in the finished object thread, and include the breed, the weight, the stitch pattern used, your initial thoughts on feel and use, and your observations on the final swatch, I think that's probably enough for the finished object thread because if you post your entire test drive notes, that's going to make each post incredibly long and it's going to make the thread very unwieldy. Also, if you keep your notes in project page, That is going to be very helpful for anybody who ever views a project and it helps contribute to a wider understanding of breed wool. Um, That's the main crux of of the test drive. Of course, if you're spinning your yarn, there are observances you're going to need to add in there. And again, any other tests that you want to do on it after after those sort of initial guidelines is fantastic, is really, really fantastic. Well, I mentioned there that, you know, this swatch along is going to contribute to a wider understanding of breed wool. And that's going to happen in a number of ways. And f- Because firstly, as a community, as I've mentioned before, we're going on this wooly exploration together. And un- undoubtedly, whether we've knit with local wool before or not, we're going to find out more. Because this is the first time that we are looking at the life of a yarn and the possible longevity and uses of a yarn and how the unique characteristics of breed wool contribute to those things. Your swatch will be on Ravelry and as I've said your project notes are available on Ravelry for anyone to read. So in test driving these wools you might eventually help another knitter decide to give the same wool a try. Uh, I'm going to be sharing your swatch images and some of your summaries on Wovember this November and Wovember is a celebration of wool and 100% wool appreciation. So your reviews will be there again to contribute to a deeper understanding of what our great British and local breed yarns are like to work with and promote, or otherwise you might not want to promote it at all, you might be saying the worst kind of things about the breed yarn that you've knit with, but promote that to crafters on another platform, which you know is is really really good and what better platform is there than Wovember which is just so committed to promoting the uses of wool when this cal is over date to be confirmed i am going to summarize the reviews of the british breed wools available and i'm quite you know we're going to have quite a lot of reviews for each breed um uh, so i think it would be really good to sort of do summary reviews and make those available on Knit British so that anyone searching for information on breed wool can find thorough reviews in one place. You know, the things that we discover on this really are going to help other people in choosing wool and knowing which wools to choose based on their the breed characteristics and your test drive notes of how these Wools fare uh, under testing conditions, and the the longevity or otherwise of those of those breed wools. It's really it's a fantastic path to be on the edge of. Actually, like very many people in the British Knit Group, struggle to think which breed yarn I'm going to use first because I've got quite a lot. But I think what I'm going to go for is a pure Suffolk yarn because. Actually, this is yarn that I can't find anywhere else. This yarn came from Jane's of Fishguard and it is uh, from a farm very local there. My mum brought it back for me after a trip to Wales when I told her to find me some local wool and she found me some really local wool. That's the one that I'm going to knit with first. So that is all you really need to know about the Swatch Cal and... How we're going to approach it and execute our test drives There are no wrong answers I, If I could do anything with this cow It would be to reduce the amount of people who will grab a ball of wool in a yarn shop Or at a wool festival and think Nah, it's too coarse or it's rustic I don't want to knit with that um, Because knitting with it is a very small part of the story. I really hope that you want to cast on with us for this, Cal. You know, there's no rules as to signing up or finishing by or anything like that. We're just casting on from the 5th of October. And I'm really looking forward to going on this path with you guys and as a community, what we will discover together. Find the Knit British Ravelry Group uh, on Ravelry, use the hashtag on social media. I really really want to see your images on Instagram and Twitter, that would be fantastic. And let's just enjoy this. And just, you know, if you're listening to this and it's not, you know, in the future and it's December now and you're thinking, oh, I wish I'd join in on that, you still can because there's no deadline, um, at least not one in the near future. So, this is something you can take part in that's going to be ongoing for a good few months. I'll be back around the 17th of October. I'll uh, we'll be able to tell you much more about how the cal is going and what, uh, and hopefully, the first uh, finished objects will be in by then, so that'll be fantastic. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at knit underscore British. I'm on Instagram as at knit underscore British. I'm on Pinterest, although I'm very rarely on it. I'm Lira on Ravelry. You can find the podcast on iTunes via the podcast app, uh, via Stitcher Radio, Player FM or search for it via your favourite podcatcher and the show notes with links will always be at knitbritish.net. Thank you for tuning in to this episode and enjoy casting on your swatches on Monday the 5th. Take good care and we'll chat again soon. Bye for now.